Hi, I'm Matt. Okay. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to Toss It Out. So today, guys, girls, we're talking about entrepreneurship and a book we've both read called Atomic Habits. So I guess we'll start off entrepreneurship. I think, Kenny, it's very important in a modern day for people, if they want to be somewhat stable in their lives, to have side hustles, to have things that they are approaching in life as well as their main goals. So side hustles, like... Like a podcast, What we're doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but like, if you you say that, how do you think our generations of like, uh, views like wealth because wealth kind of plays into like finances finances mm. or finances same thing uh mm. so how do you think like our generation sort of like views like wealth because i think it's very different from like our parents generation completely um i can just say from my experience i think there's very much like a mindset of wealth is something that is like extreme wealth is something that's unattainable and like something that you won't get kind of thing but where whereas i i I don't believe this at all i believe that is is attainable but it just takes a a lot of luck but also like a lot of preparing well for that luck if that makes any sense you're talking about being like extremely wealthy yeah Or, or like a lot of people desire that financial freedom that's quite like a yeah buzzword um but i i feel like uh, our generation's view is like everyone wants to be financially free, but there's there's a lot of different struggles we go through. Like in, in order to get wealth or to do new things, you have to open yourself up to the possibility of failure. And with okay. there being social media and there being a lot of these platforms, it's like um, it, it makes failure more almost unacceptable. Like you, you always want to post your best pick on Instagram, not not the one that, that caught you slipping. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yeah. I feel like that's an issue there. What about you? What do you think our generation to your wealth is like? Uh, if I think about like my dad, for example, I think and what I've been taught like growing up, I think wealth is like equated to like a lot of years of hard work. Mm. When I think like someone as um, someone who is wealthy mm. and who is like my dad's age I think of someone who's worked extremely hard like throughout the years yeah but I feel like our generation sort of thinks of um quick money mm. like get rich quick in a sense I think that's sort of like the culture and habits of like our generation we're so we sort of don't believe in hard work we believe in smart work in a way and like sort of what can you do right now to get quick money? No one wants to like spend like their, the rest of their years working on to everyone is talking about retiring early and yeah. stuff like that. And, and I think we're actually seeing that you don't even have to go to university anymore and you don't even have to have a doctorate degree. You don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer to be successful. Mm. There are people that are just like, physically just talented and they decide to like just follow their heart and like mm. they become really successful and like we're seeing now our social media as well like you said our social media can make someone an overnight in quote yeah. <laughs> overnight success and so people are like well if that person can do that like i think i can do that as well but at the same time i think it's also 
um, tricky and it's quite easy to um, mix up like money and wealth. I don't think they're the same thing. No. Because money is like, I think anyone can have money. Like I have money. Like if I want to go to <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you bougie bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like, I, I'm, I'm just thinking like, okay, so having money right now, I could, if I was like paying rent, I could do that. Mm-hmm. even though I'm living in my mom's house for free yeah. um, and that's having money, right? So I can afford to have a roof over my head. I, I can afford meals and stuff. Yeah. So that is, that is money. But wealth, I think is like, when I think of wealth, I think Oprah, I think uh, like okay. the super successful. I think of the 1%, like mm-hmm. uh, funny enough when I think of wealth. And so I don't equate wealth with money. I think they're like two completely different things. And like, I don't think I also want to be wealthy. I think I want to be just like successful enough, but not wealthy. Well, why wouldn't you want to be wealthy? I think it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> mm. It's a lot of True. pressure. And the more you get, the more you want to so just keep going, just keep going. And I don't want to spend too much of my years just trying to chase money. Like I'm not too concerned about, uh, I mean, let me, let me think about this. Because <laughs> when I think of them, like Jeff Bezos, I think of like generational yeah. wealth. I think of like the children, student of having not have to suffer or having not even have to work their entire lives. Uh, just Jeff Bezos as, as his as, as an example, he's new money. He he from from my knowledge, he wasn't born like well anywhere near as wealthy as he is now. Yeah, but he's acquired a lot of money, mm-hmm. and that is in my in my opinion wealth. Yeah, uh, I think when I think wealthy, I just think like cash is just overflowing <laughs> and when i say i don't want to be wealthy it's just it's just too much pressure and i want enough maybe this is selfish but i want enough for myself mm. and for my family and whoever it is i want to give money to but i don't want enough to have the responsibility of feeding the entire world and the responsibility that comes with having all that money it would be nice like i'm so generous i think <laughs> like if i had that much money i'll probably give you away a lot and like mm-hmm. try to help a lot of people but I also like would be so happy just having enough money for like myself and like if i decide to have kids i guess they will have some as well yeah. maybe. <laughs> but i'm not too concerned about being super wealthy i feel like when you are very wealthy it comes with its own um cascade of troubles in itself just by in its nature of being super wealthy yeah i've been reading about a person called seneca who um was alive loads and loads of years ago i don't i don't know the exact date but um just to give you a context for his wealth um in the bible it says judas portrayed jesus for a month's wages which was 30 denarii and this guy had um an accumulative accumulated wealth of 300 million denarii just for like context, he, he was a very rich man, but he wow. he was also a stoic. So his philosophy is very much um, kind of accept things for how they are. Don't let them overly affect you. So he noticed that with wealth, you'll like you always be fearful of of it losing, of like not not being able to keep up. And so he, he just preached about not having attachments to the materialistic and just kind of accepting it how it is. Yeah, but. I think personally, I would like to have an extreme amount of wealth because it, it fits into my goals that I want to achieve. Like I believe what mm-hmm. once you do, then you can make a lot bigger impact. But you need to acquire that first to then being able to make that impact. 
You're right. I think it's I think it's very unfortunate that people sort of respect you more when you have loads of money. Mm. Like money talks <laughs> mm. before you even walk into the room. Like once people hear people hear you have a lot of money, they're like more likely to pay attention to you and respect you more. I feel like that's right though. I feel like that's right. That should ha- that should be how it is. Why though? That's unfair. Everyone deserves the same amount of respect. Um, I don't think so. Like what? <laughs> like, just, just speaking in hypothetically, would w- would you rather yeah. listen to Jeff Bezos talk, or would you rather listen to um some like drug addict who's doing doing nothing talk? I know, I know these are hypothetical, <laughs> but like what, yeah, one yeah. person has worked very hard and probably has attained a lot of knowledge that could be useful to you. The other person, yeah. probably not. So like you have to kind of vary your levels. Obviously, some people get wealth by like an inheritance, and it's not. It's not exactly a correlation between intelligence, but like most of the time, I'd say it is. So that we're worth listening extra carefully to because they can't probably know yeah. what they're speaking about. Yeah, you're right. But like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, a drug, a drug addict, I have nothing in common with them. And I, I, you're right, I have nothing to sort of like gain from listening to a drug addict. But like, I'm just saying like if a regular person sort of walks in and says, oh, can I get... Uh, maybe a restaurant and says, "Oh, can I can I have a, like a meal?" And then someone who has a lot of money walks in. I mm. think it's quite unfair to serve the person who has a lot of money first, just because he has a lot of money mm. or she has a lot of money. I think it's really wrong. I w- I think that's really unfair. I- I'd say w- also like like you, how you don't have anything in common with the drug addict. You, I'd say equally, yeah. you have to look on the other end. We don't have anything in common with the like super elite rich. That their entire way of life is completely different, probably uncomprehensible to most of us. But like, yeah. if you are working in that restaurant, Elon Musk walks in, and a regular person mm-hmm. walks in. Okay, like it's in like your job record to treat them equally. But if you're innovative yeah. in yourself, I I would say that you'd want to pay extra attention to that to that table, even if it's not like being annoying, but just listening to what they've got to say. You can take some very valuable information. Well, I would do that if I'm interested in because not every rich person is interesting. Just because they're rich doesn't make them like super intelligent or interesting. So if it's someone no. like I find interesting, I would pay more attention. But unless they're paying more than a regular person, I think they should they deserve to be treated the same. I feel like you disagree with me there, though. <laughs> so if you take away wealth and just replace it with interest, then you then you would play, treat different different people differently sorry uh, i think we're all just biased in a way i guess but i think i would it to my like i i'm so passionate about giving people treating people the same and equality mm. equity all that stuff mm-hmm. so unless they, the rich person wants to pay more mm. then i would treat both of them the same as hard as that may seem mm. or oh, as, like, sounds like i'm probably lying <laughs> but no. i think i would because i mean having a lot of money yes it's hard work it's it's uh being smart and like you know following your dreams and like all that persistence and stuff mm-hmm. but it's also a large amount of like luck oh yeah not everyone's very lucky mm. amazon or like facebook came at the right time you know and mm. maybe met the right people and there's also a lot of factors that sort of played into all that like so them becoming very wealthy they're also like Mm. male and they're also white and that's already a privilege on its own mm. so like it's very unfair to just yeah. like 
give them all that credit. I mean, there's, you know? there's genetic luck, like you're saying about being male and white, but it also also in the fact of if you're born into a rich family, then you're you're rich. You don't have to do anything. You just you just are. Yeah. I mean, that comes with its own set of problems, admittedly. Yeah, and I don't know why. I have like a, like it took me just like sitting down, just like getting over myself to just like get over this. But like I used to resent people that are like born into like very rich families okay. and like just like because <laughs> it hurts me it hurts me so much because they just like especially when they come and try to tell you how to live your life it's like yeah. because you have money doesn't give you a right to do that like your, your father is like very successful yeah you know and they say you know follow your heart like not everyone can follow their heart and not everyone can follow their passion you can do that because Completely. you have a safety net you know mm. so for a long time i just like there were like some people that i just like I think in, in a way you have to acknowledge our own privilege in that case like how you're just saying about having you can stay at your mum's rent free like it, it's not yeah. a safety net to the scale that they have a safety net but to a lot of people that aren't in like a country like England or or anywhere like a first world developed country like they, they don't yeah. even have that option to follow their dreams because it's more about I need to survive exactly but what I was going to say with your uh, last point is I, I like to like study very successful people, like just just see like their habits, just a curiosity of mine. Um, and I, I believe, it, like you were saying about uh, Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk or um, wh- whoever else, um, if if they weren't successful with uh, Facebook, Tesla, Amazon, I believe they they would be successful in other areas. Maybe not to the extent that they are in that area, but just by the way that they function. That it was just kind of mm-hmm. a matter of time and a matter of luck going on their side for one time and then bang it blew up it got big i think what i find the most uh frustrating is just because there's just that one percent just mm. just very few people will just have so much money yeah and ugh, i don't know i don't know the solution to that but i hope in the future like wealth is more distributed i think it's completely uh unfair obviously it's not all it's not like their fault like they yeah. have so much money yeah. um they're just extremely lucky but i just think it's very unfair that people are billionaires i don't believe in billionaires i think it's ridiculous mm. i think it's very unfair that they're billionaires and like other people are like on the street but like you said like i think it was last week yeah you can't you can't like not live your life because they're like other people that are like suffering when you think of billionaires do you like because i think people might get like do you think there's just a guy and he's got like a billion pound in his bank account well obviously uh, money is like uh it's it goes it comes in different forms it's like mm. you know, properties and like shares mm. and stuff and all that stuff but yeah when i think of billionaires i just think of people that are just accumulating wealth that is yeah. just way too much yeah like no one needs the amount of money oh no and i'd I don't know if I'd say about um, if I agree with having all wealth shared. Um, I don't know if I agree with that, but um, I, okay. I do agree with. Well, I do think that we, we should pioneer to uh, raise like the average quality of life around the world, so everyone has the opportunity yeah. then to make that sums of money for themselves if they desire it. But equally, they can have like a perfectly normal life and don't have to have all these extra stresses that comes from different cultures and different countries. Yeah, and I think one way to doing that is also like increasing the 
the living wage and the minimum wage because like for god's sake if you work for a company like amazon that's super successful why are you not like so sex successful yourself like it's very unfair that if the people we probably need the most like the people who work in like the low income jobs or people work in supermarkets are serving you at restaurants they're like the least paid people like the irony of that because we need them they're really they're doing really important um jobs and they're getting paid minimum wage so i think part of that is if these companies are more charitable to mm. so not only um those in like less fortunate countries but also like increasing like just even the governments in general because they too are thieves <laughs> <laughs> they are very selfish as well so like they they need to increase like the minimum um wage for people i don't know if i'd say they're thieves i think they may be like misguided in some directions but i don't know i don't know about thieves that might be you might want to they are that. because <laughs> i think money is like it's is it's always like the number one thing like it's always like the the main priority which i guess cuz i guess the economy needs to burn whatever mm. but I think if people if the government was like less selfish mm. people would better off because like they make all the rules on like mm. the hours we need to work it's it's kind of like a standard thing like 40 hours a week or I don't know 35 hours a week that's too much I think we mm. should work less and get paid more people are going to be a lot happier believe me <laughs> the, the, the trouble is this is like we, we could both speak with this but this is a top down approach to like how think how we yeah. think should change like we don't really yeah. speak from any actual like yeah, i don't have a qualification yeah but i i think i think i strongly believe that it's going to help like mm. if people mm. are being paid more for even less hours of mm. work i think trouble is there's so, there's so many factors there's so many factors yeah. that like Like I I feel like everyone I'd, at least I'd hope that everyone in government have have always made their decisions because they they believed like so, 100% solely in themselves that it would help people in general it would be a benefit but it's just it's kind of just life that that's not always the case and like there's better approaches to take sometimes then minimum wage jobs or them like lower paid jobs I think they they serve a purpose and if people could I I I'd like to believe and this is our top down approach again but everyone has a kind of dream everyone has like something they want to do mm-hmm. things they want to achieve yeah. and I believe that them like for example I I'm a personal trainer but um I I've now decided I I'm not going to do that I I want a basic like really like, I don't want to say meaningless but like um dull kind <laughs> of job like I don't have to use much of my brain and I can just do it because I okay. I want that for as little hours as I can to cover my overhead of living and then be able to apply most of my time and effort all my resources into achieving what I want to achieve exactly and i think everyone should have that opportunity that's sort of what, what i'm like getting at because i think if people don't have to worry about the necessity of like having a house to live in and the government can help to like solve that yeah. by reducing the cost of like housing and obviously uh, they have like subsidized housing i get it they have like council houses and stuff uh, how many people can access that because i remember like when i first got here my mom used to live in a, a subsidized house because it was just her and it was very cheap and she she used to live here and then she used to live in the us mainly so it was a good way of keeping to houses and like not have to pay like crazy amounts of money um but obviously when a lot when all of us like got here we had to get bigger house and we pay crazy we pay yeah. so much money here it actually hurts my soul 
and I don't it, like Alcine is so basic, like it's what everyone needs, but it's so expensive. Like if I was gonna buy a house, I was gonna buy. A Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I'm stupid. <laughs> stupid of me to think I would just get out of university and save enough to actually buy an apartment. And I, when I research, I'm I like, mean, you Whoa. could, you could, just not in London. Like London's a bubble. Oh my god, that's 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 why that's why I I came to the conclusion that well I could, but it wouldn't be London. <laughs> but yeah. it's just it's I just think things like housing should be an education should be very very affordable. Because that's the basic. Mm. So if people don't have to worry about where they're going to sleep at night, they would have um, the um, luxury, not luxury, because that's like, to, to, it's not like the right word, but they will have the privilege to like follow mm. their dreams, like you said. So they'll just have, make enough money to sort of make sure they could afford their housing and then they can follow their passion like Jeff Bezos and everyone else did because they probably had a safety net too, mm. I think. So. Um, I just want to say about like price, like houses in London is like I think like you can afford houses you just have to accept it you're just not going to be in London like that that is kind of like the reason London houses are well at least one of the reasons is there's a lot of like private equity firms that invest their money into houses because it's like a it's a stable asset like it will just grow like bit by bit after time so when you've got these yeah. like, hundreds of millions being pumped in of course the prices are just going to raise that are like just because of that, just because one's being bought for so much, the next will be bought for so much more, et cetera, et cetera. I think if you want, if you want houses, I think it's possible and you can, but you just have to make the sacrifice of, I'm not going to be able to get buses everywhere or, or the tube or like, I'm not going to be able yeah. to see all these cool things because London is like, it's, it's cool to live in, you know? Yeah. But don't you think it's just already a rigged game that the most important things are the things we have to pay crazy amounts of money for like how is that can how, how like people gonna move forward if housing is expensive uh um education is expensive like the most basic things we need are the things that they've put a lot of money on and so it's very difficult for the average person to sort of like have or live a good life if in quote but I if things are like that really <laughs> i disagree a lot <laughs> On this one, um, uh, if we're talking about the average person, so someone without, like, for example, I'd say I'm probably about average, but I don't have a family yeah. I need to support. I don't have, like, all these kind of bills that would trap me into, like, a, a middle lane. Like, I, I don't have this, so I could be more free. But, like, yeah. you were saying houses, um, education. education. Um, so, so it, especially in the modern day, like, if you can sacrifice not living in London, you can live outside of London and then maybe even commute into the city to work and come back out you, you can 100% you can save money and as far as education goes if, if you want to save for a uni degree cool you you, you can mm -hmm. do that like you can use that they make um, additional cash to spare but like I, I think at least better in yourself is to educate yourself and become an asset in yourself like buy books yeah. of what you're interested in go 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 the extra mile go go talk to people in that industry go go find out 
and go go do that thing. And I think London, like may, maybe this is a different subject if we're talking about any other country. Because I don't mm-hmm. really know as much, but I think here there, there's so much opportunity to grow, so much opportunity to beat the odds that are, that are stacked against you. But equally, I think odds have always been stacked against most people born in the world. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's the sad part. But I'm also I picked up on what you said. I think we are like our generation is on the right path in terms of like realizing that we can learn anything that mm. we want to learn on our own without relying on like. The oh, yeah. standard traditional education mm. um, route to do that. I think that's sort of what what we need to push more and like let people know that you can definitely educate yourself on your own, like whatever it is you're passionate about. Yeah. You don't have to accumulate like a lot of debt to you know pursue that. Mm. Like I have thousands of pounds in debt because <laughs> my mom did not pay for for my my fees. I had to have like ask the government mm. for a loan. And so it's like thinking about that, I'm just coming out of school and then into the, I mean, into like the, the working world or whatever. And I already have like a lot of thousands of pounds in debt. Like that already sets me backwards a little bit, but it also depends on how I choose to, to look at it, I guess. Um, mm. Because people say like education is an investment or whatever. No, I'd say I'd agree that it set you backwards a bit, 100%. That is like, it's debt. It's not like a positive thing. Probably it's like I don't know. I think uni universities approaches unless you unless you're certain of what you want to do. What did, what did you study again, Kenny? <laughs> Media and communications. And is that like well, actually, yeah, I suppose it is kind of the field you want to enter into. Enter into. Yeah. So so for yeah. you, that, that's fine. But for people that study, and I know a lot of people that study uni, uni degrees that don't have any interest in their actual uni degree. Um, I think I think then you've just like you've occurred. So it's like in Silicon Valley, like they've got a saying that's called fail quick. So it's like if there's something that you don't like and it's not going well for you, cut that head off and then try, try again, try something else that you might like more. But when you're stuck in like a four-year degree. Yeah, there's no way out. <laughs> like you said, because we are, and I say we, like our generation, we're not aware of the fact that we can sort of create um, the life that we want for ourselves. And there's yeah. the opportunity for the average Joe <laughs> to mm-hmm. do that okay. um clearly that like puts a lot of pressure and like each like individual to sort mm. of like the be productive all the time and there's this uh i think they call it, like also also culture where everyone is kind of like everyone has a side also like you said everyone okay. like everyone believes in hustling like, wake up 5 a.m you can't be successful if you like to sleep like <laughs> shut up I like to sleep. I, I want to be successful. <laughs> you know, all that jazz. So well, what do you think about that? I feel like it's popularized that you have to push yourself to the very edge and like you have to be like this, doing this crazy stuff to be successful. Where I yeah. just don't think this is the case. Like I, I'm reading, well, listening to this book currently called The Talent Code. And that talks a lot about deep, um, deep practice and like deep focus or like um, flow state, if, I, if you I don't know if you heard. But um, a, a lot of people that they've referenced, like great successful people in various different fields, I've always said like about wh- when they go to study their fields, they have like two to three hours of intense but like precise practice. They don't, they don't waste a second, but it's every yeah. day is two to three hours. It's not it's not a 16 hours days and then like feeling bad because you're feeling trapped and you're feeling trapped in this. Okay, for some people that will work 100%. I know for me that won't work. I, I get like suffocated by that kind of feeling. 
Yeah, so you sort of like um, knowing how you work and what methods sort of make you the most productive, I guess. I also don't believe in the person who works the hardest gets the most um, gain. I believe in the person who works the smartest and the person who does the things that would kind of yield the result that they're hoping for. Because it's kind of like if you are trying to write an essay, for example, about a specific topic and you have a book that has different top topics in it. And you say, okay, oh, well, I'm going to read the entire book before I write this essay. And the other person says, I would just go straight to like the topic that I want to write about and just read that. Yeah. Like you're both writing the same essay, but one is smarter because it was yeah. spent an hour, you know, writing the essay while you probably spend all day trying to read the entire book. And I think that's, that's what we sort of need to, um, and I say we like the teachers or whatever, sort of need to teach in schools. Like oh, how to be smart and how to be productive. Like these mm. are the basic things that we don't necessarily learn. But I mm. think um, now my university has this thing called like learning to learn. So it basically okay. teaches learning you how to actually learn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So which I think it's very, very helpful. That example of um, how people that are only reading the, the actual passage they need instead of all of it. Yeah. In the book I just said about the talent code, it talks about, um, you know, futsal in Brazil. So... Brazil has, has made like loads and loads of good football players and pe- like they're, they're very techie. They're very like, they're very good with their feet. And it was like, people just thought, oh, maybe Brazil, they're just better at football. But like w- when you actually go deeper into it, you see that people in like um, these areas, they're playing on very small, tight pitches. So it, 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 impre- it increases their like skills of when people are very close to them. So they have to use more footwork, more technical ability to get around them. So then when you apply mm-hmm. that onto a bigger pitch, then they're going to be even better because they feel like that now they've got miles of space because they're used to all this close quarter things. So it's instead of studying the whole the whole bigger picture, is they're studying that that um they're like making a test chamber to make it very uh, to make the skills very a lot better. Yeah. It's kind of um hard to like understand what you say because I know nothing about football. <laughs> yeah. I only watch like the World Cup because that's where like all the birth is and I love the energy like when it's like World Cup uh, time. Wait, what match is like going on right now? Oh man, I- I've given up. I'm an Arsenal fan. I've given up on football. <laughs> you know, football's done out here now. <laughs> Can't be Arsenal that way. It's too much emotional trauma for me watching football now. Oh my God. Like I watched the World Cup uh, a few years ago and like I've never felt so much anger in my life. Who are you supporting? Well, that's the hard part. It was England versus like Nigeria or something. And I was like, oh man. But secretly I was supporting Nigeria, of course. (laughs) (laughs) My motherland. We were winning at some point. Like God, I was so happy. But all of a sudden, like towards the end, you guys just won. And like I literally cried. (laughs) I cried. It was so emotional. I can't believe I actually cried like me crying about football i think it is is a bit beautiful that it can do that to you you know what i mean now i understand why they get a lot of money for that oh and uh, that makes everyone feel like like i was i remember watching the world cup games at a pub with with a load of my mates and like when every time we scored oh my god the whole place would erupt like beer would be getting chucked everywhere everyone's like hugging each other like screaming getting (laughs) oh they were some of the best times and it was such like a a love like environment like the energy is so great i love the energy because i remember the last one i watched like part of it at home and the other part i think i was at university because i was working so i had to like stay overnight in one one of the accommodations 
and like I could hear the sound of like people yeah. on the streets just like rejoicing and it was bittersweet because I was like I don't know where to support like <laughs> who am I gonna be happy for um but yeah it's just crazy it's a great it's like if you ever go to a football game I mean I've been to the Emirates quite a few times and um it's like when you're winning and all the chants are going, especially if you've come from behind as well, because then you're like, who are you? Who are you? And you're just like, you're giving it back and forth. It's like, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Equally, it it's is beautiful. Shit, shit when it's on the other way around, when you're losing. It's terrible. Oh, man. Actual tears. <laughs> we digress. Because we spoke a lot about like finding what you want to do. And these yeah. are um, books I've read and um been recommended by people like I, I really like so thank you claire and ben Amelies. um okay we'll start we've got thinking fast and slow black box thinking why some people learn from mistakes the talent code um anti-fragile black swans and atomic habits that's the way you made me read or like i well i didn't <laughs> even read it but <laughs> i listened to it you read it well, I listen oh, okay, to it, okay. so it's the same thing. But I kind of, I kind of yeah, get what yeah. it's about. So basically, uh, Atomic Habits. What's the hotter? I don't remember. It is by James Clear. Atomic Habits by James Clear. So it's about actions or like the little little things you do uh, to sort of like mm. uh, bring up like the the big results, I guess. So, uh, so the book mm-hmm. is basically about forming habits that sort of be- make you successful in a way. Yeah, or forming better habits for yourself. Exactly. Yeah, better habits. So if you sort of want to, if you're preparing for like an exam, it would be more uh, effective to sort of study little bits every day than like trying to mm. force yourself to complete like, even, everyone knows this, but like so, trying to force yourself to complete like uh, the whole thing in like two days, it'd be more effective to actually learn mm. bit by bit or if you're trying to if you're someone that is trying to be successful like matt as well <laughs> you have to start somewhere <laughs> yeah, completely read a book a week or build a book in two weeks or whatever to sort of gain all that knowledge um that you might you might need there's so much um that a book sort of covers i think it touches a little bit to eastern philosophy of like kaizen which is just like continuous small improvements but like to, to define it, this is from from my note. It, it, they define it in the book saying a habit is a behavior that has been repeated enough times to become automatic. So that that's both there's both good habits, bad habits. Like for example, smoking and working out, both habits on different like tails of the spectrum. Yeah. But um, it gives you a very good guide on how to break bad habits and how to start good habits. It's not easy. Like it doesn't give you the formula and then bang, you're just going to be fine. You you have to apply yourself into it. But it, it gives you like various tips, like for example, environmental cues. I've now got um, a chessboard that is just set up by, by my computer because I, I want to play more chess and I want to be better at chess. So it's there. It's, it's the environmental cue. Mm-hmm. I, I, like um, if I, I smoke tobacco, I would remove them from my sight, so they're, they're not rare. And just small things like this that incrementally can make big changes over time. What did you take from the book? Did you make any changes yourself? Well, I wouldn't say I made changes, but I kind of uh, found the book like quite useful. And I like how practical it is, like just like things like ev- the everyday person can sort of do. Another thing it's it also like pointed out was like you have to sort of uh, make the effort 
um, sort of attractive in a way. So if, because if you don't enjoy something, you're not going to want to do it. So yeah. you have to sort of obviously have a goal, but make um, the process sort of enjoyable in a way. Mm. Because that's what makes people procrastinate because they don't want to, um, to go through like the hard work because they just want quick results. But if mm. you sort of find a way to make the, the work you're doing attractive, maybe by rewarding yourself with something tiny or whatever like in the process um so mm. tiny wins tiny gains sort of motivate you to go further um mm. or like if you just work like so hard for so long and you don't see any results you're more likely to quit um yeah. earlier than you probably should but big time it's like with, with myself and reading i've always been a bad reader i'm like dyslexic i struggle reading i, I don't like reading per, per se but like I've now committed myself for, for a while. I've just been like reading one chapter a day as, as a minimum. Sometimes I read more, but I always read one chapter a day. And and that's like, you can do that. You can keep it up. And my book's always on my table. It's always like readily accessed to me. But it's like, if for a good example, if you're, if like eating is one of the problems. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have issues with eating as well. <laughs> so it would be good to know. I remember it touching on it in the book about how to reduce it so you don't eat as much is re remove all them like bad foods all them ones just put, put them away somewhere put them like somewhere further out of reach somewhere where if you need to get to them they're going to be more of a hassle to get to and yeah things like that can and especially if they're not in your eyesight and I might I might butcher this a bit because I can't remember exactly it's about how we are visual based animals so like dogs are either hearing based or like smelling based in like how their brains naturally look for things but we are more visual based yeah the old food thing if you're trying to limit your intake you're also trying to increase your intake like higher <laughs> i would say maybe put more like healthy like snack in like within your reach which is mm. i wouldn't say i eat healthy snacks but i do have loads of snacks around my room because i know yeah. i'm very lazy when it comes to like doing anything really and especially i think especially food because I don't see food as like mm. a necessity as much as it is a necessity. <laughs> I, <know laughs> I am you. not crazy about food. I literally only eat when I'm hungry, which is a very bad uh, like thing to, oh, to yeah. do. So because I know that about myself and how lazy I could be to like go all the way to the kitchen to like get some food, I have snacks in my room. So once I feel like a bit hungry, I just have a snack, <laughs> which is also bad because then I get filled up with the snacks and not eat actual food. Well, next week I might talk to you because um, in the book I'm reading, it says about how you should let yourself feel hungry. Like you should let yourself have that stressor to then like grow from it. But I don't know too much in it. What, what I'll say is though, I do agree that um, it is better if you could fill your cupboard with healthy snacks instead. But all, all I know yeah. is I've been like morbidly obese in myself. And like, I know that in that time, that bat would just, I would just wouldn't do it. But like, maybe I would move things from like convenience in my room, let's say to um outside like maybe i'll do that and then that that could be that one little thing that starts to like the process like starts the cogs turning yeah and then you never know give it a month you might be exercising who knows but like these little things yeah. <laughs> start, start the cogs turn yeah so the, the book is basically saying if you want to do something at least make it easy for yourself you know so you would actually do it like for example if you want to start running you wouldn't go with like 5k in the first round because that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Isn't that what you did, Matt? No? Uh, well, you know, I've got an ego about me, so I was like, I'll try it. I did, 
I did like three and a half my first one. Now I did 4K the other day. Bang. But getting them in, they're good. Yeah. I'm liking running. Running's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I quickly realized like after the old corona thing that I actually enjoy running socially. Like I told you, I'm a social runner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't enjoy running by myself. Um, because I think I mm. feed off like other people's energy. So I love I go oh. wherever the buzz is. I love when the energy is like really high. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So I did like a 10K and it was obviously kind of hard, but then it was extremely cold that morning. And like all the techniques I'd learned and everything I had in my head, I just couldn't follow through because I I was, I just lost it. So I would run really fast and I would slow down and just walk. (laughs) And then I'll pick up again and run really fast and then I'll slow down and just walk. So there's literally no technique. I was just like, Uh, I have to just finish the 10K. But you got it done. (laughs) That's good in itself. I, I did. Oh my god, it was so inspiring. Like yeah. I saw like this man that literally was running with his um baby's um is it called the trolley or roller? I don't know. Oh okay. No, yeah, okay. It's a buggy, the buggy, the buggy. Yeah, yeah, buggy. <laughs> <laughs> I am not ready for motherhood. <laughs> Hell no. The baby thing. <laughs> <laughs> but like it was it was running with his buggy and I was like, Oh my god, this is so cute. I bet, I bet you think it's cute. I bet the baby was like, shitting out. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Dad, where am I going? Why am I going so fast? Yeah. It's been, been an intense, good episode, to be fair, I think. <laughs> Today's more educational. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're trying to be all around, you know, the fun people and also the serious people. <laughs> yeah, we, we, got a bit, we got a bit more serious this time, but, you know... I think it's yeah. good we can share our opinions without either one of us getting offended, which is nice. Yeah, that's exactly what the, the review said. Like, oh, is, I think I'll really? take a screenshot and like send it I to mean, you. Of course I've read it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing was like, I like how you two are just like disagree, but like not necessarily like fight over your like disagreement. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Right, no. well, you know, you know, we're both just pretty great, Kenny, obviously. Ah. <laughs> uh, we're geniuses. Oh, man. And that, <laughs> that, that's what we're going to end on. Just we're geniuses and that's it. <laughs> oh, my God. We have listeners from Australia now. From Australia? Oh, good day, mates. And, and now we don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just want to give a shout out to the Australian listeners. Shout out, Australian. You know. Love you guys. Okay. <laughs> you don't even know them. Literally, if you know how much, I have to, like, cut out, like, bits of me just laughing <laughs> in the podcast. I mean, I'm that... like, who am I? I'm just, like, always giggling. <laughs> <laughs> but you just leave all the parts I'm laughing in, though. You're like, I'm not laughing. No, I'm no, laughing. no, no, no. <laughs> I'm being fair. Okay. I appreciate yeah. all the work you do to put in this podcast, by the way. I don't know if I show you enough, but I do. Thank you. I mean, I do enjoy it, so... Oh, okay, then. I don't appreciate it anymore. No, i <laughs> <laughs> Of course you do. <laughs> All right, okay. Right. So that's the end of, of this week's episode, is it? If you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to hit follow. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, make sure you subscribe. Also, leave us reviews. I want to hear what anyone like is thinking. And also, I mean, I want to know what anyone's thinking. <laughs> not hear it and also leave us like five star reviews because that's amazing because we are amazing we are amazing i worked so hard for this <laughs> <laughs> and also don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend Ooh. 
we're gonna go with Matt's outro thanks for listening thanks for listening <laughs>